This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 8th, 2020. Required Love Mercy. Our God, triune, three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all-knowing, all-powerful, always with us, all-loving, that's right, all-loving. That's because God is love. That's what we read in 1 John chapter 4, God is love. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and nothing you can do to make God love you any less. God loves us so much that he that he gave us his only son, Jesus, allowed him to be sacrificed on the cross for your sins and mine. Yeah, God is all giving. And so then the question is, what does God want from us? What does the Lord require of you? The prophet Micah told us that the Lord requires three things. That we act justly, that we love mercy, and that we walk humbly with our God. That's our focus this month, this morning, What is required? That we love mercy. Good morning, Connection Church here in the sanctuary and in all of our locations out there. It is so good to be with each and every one of you this morning and uh, just so blessed that you have chosen to join us and share in this time of worship of our Lord as in we share in his word. Good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us. As Alan said, my name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we pray, we do want to say that we're so grateful that you've set aside time to just show up here or just show up online to take a look at a scripture that it's no accident that uh, Micah 6, 8 was chosen by the Holy Spirit for us to share It's been quite a week this week, and it is so important for all of us to be unified under the Word of God, Jesus Christ. And so, um, I'd like to welcome, wow, we've got 71 households that are joining us on Facebook Live, and there are other households joining us on YouTube Thank you. If you're on YouTube, can you just let us know you're there? This is like an all-time high. There you go. And so, yeah, there you go. we're so grateful. One church, many locations. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's such a gorgeous day. It's a gift. Every day is a gift. And so here we come, Lord, before you. Mm. And we thank you, Lord that indeed we can worship freely, that we um, can honor you. You are the one true God. You're on the throne, and we thank you. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 And so as we shared last week, Micah was a prophet. We find him in the Old Testament, a book that he wrote, book of, hello, Micah, that makes sense. And um, he's a, pro- a prophet as someone who, who serves as God's mouthpiece, who speaks to the people on behalf of God. They were messengers, and uh, the messengers, uh, the messages the prophets brought were not always messages the people wanted to hear. Oftentimes, they were sharing with the people how the people were living contrary (laughs) to what God would like, what God would hope for. And um, the challenge for the prophets then and now is that even though they're merely the messenger, as we so often say, it's the messenger who gets shot. (laughs) Yeah, they're not well received oftentimes because people don't want to hear what the Lord has to say through them. Right. Well, Micah was the first to prophesy the destruction of Samaria and Jerusalem. Remember, Jerusalem was the hub, yeah. uh, the worship hub. Sure and he so got that a warm was reception for that one. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. really a big deal. He was also the prophet who foretold that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. The Lord also spoke through the prophet Micah, telling the people exactly what the Lord required of them. This is not a suggestion. Required. (laughs) Just what the Lord requires of us as well. Say requires. Requires. Say requires. Thank you. There you go. Check this out. So this is Micah, the sixth chapter, verse 8. This is the New International Version. He, the Lord, has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Say it with me, will y'all? And at home, say it with us. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah. So last week we focused on acting justly. Today our focus is on loving mercy. Loving mercy. As we said last week, at its core, justice meant getting or giving what is deserved. But for the Hebrew people, justice went far, far beyond that simple definition. That applies to us as well. While at its core, mercy means not getting something that one deserves, <laughs> like justice, this idea of mercy goes far, far deeper than the core definition. Mm. And so this Hebrew word, the Hebrew word that is translated here as mercy is the Hebrew word chesed. You got to say the chesed. It's not just I'm not going to say it like yeah, that. In the Hebrew, chesed. It's no simple definition, though, that adequately describes the idea behind this uh, Hebrew word. Chesed does not mean, it does mean mercy, but it goes further than that. It means goodness and, and great kindness. But even more than that, uh, it, um, it means loyal, steadfast love, especially when it's the mercy and kindness that God shows God's people. But here again, it, it's even so much more. And so there's no simple English equivalent for this Hebrew term. And as a result, a guy named Miles 
Coverdale, a little history lesson here. Miles Coverdale, he was the guy who, 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 who translated the first complete Bible in English language. It was printed back in 1535. Wow, that's, that's almost 500 years ago, isn't it? First English uh, translation. And for that translation, he created the word loving kindness. One word, loving kindness. He created that to express more fully in English the depth and the breadth of this Hebrew term chesed. And through, through the, word, uh, the word, the idea of God's forgiveness, God's grace, God's mercy, God's kindness are conveyed to us to make this chesed part of our relationship, not only with God, but with one another as well. Yeah. So chesed involves unexpected, undeserved kindness, unmerited favor. It kind of sounds like grace, doesn't it? They're all wrapped together. <laughs> it's understood not in terms of a rule or regulation to be strictly legally followed, but it's a lifestyle. That's right, a lifestyle that is to be lived out in relationship with God, with one another in community, a community of faith, like Connection Community Church. Like the concepts that we spoke about last week, one of my uh, friends, uh, clergy friends, said, wow, you gave us a Hebrew lesson last week. Oh, yeah, week. we went back to uh, uh, Hebrew so, Bible and yeah. seminary there. For so here's a few words that we said, but it's important to share because it really does all come together. Last week, we discussed the word mispot or justice, tzedakah or righteousness, and one that you might know shalom or peace. Now, hesed was lived out in the Hebrew culture then and in our culture now when it can be realized not just by a few, but by the many. It's not just the special or the elite because in God's eyes, we're all special. And so it needs to be fully realized and lived out by all. God doesn't pick favorites. We're all your, you're all his favorite. <laughs> Every one of you, regardless of who you are, where you live, where you come from, the color of your skin, the language that you speak, the hopes and dreams that you have, your understandings, your beliefs. Hesed. Loving kindness, one word, loving kindness. I love that word. Mm. Means that I have a place for you in my heart, in my life, just as God does. Mm -hmm. So depending on the version of the Bible that you might be reading, you know, different translations and all, Hesed is found approximately 250 times. That's a lot. 250 times, give or take. And over half of those are found in the book of Psalms. Much of the time, though, in Psalms, especially in the NIV translation, this word hesed is translated to the English words love or unfailing love rather than mercy. Sometimes mercy, but more often love or unfailing love in, in the Psalms. And, and hesed occurs just in Psalm 107. We find this word hesed six times in just the one psalm. 
Well, here's, here's a few. I think we picked up four examples from, of the six from that psalm. Psalm 107, verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love, Hesed, endures forever. Psalm 107, verse 21, let them, those who rebelled, then cried out to the Lord and he saved them from the grave. Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, Hesed and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Verse 31, let them, sailors and storms caused by the Lord, calmed by the Lord, give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, Hasid, and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And verse 43, mm. let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds, Hasid, of the Lord. Mm. And so over and over, at least in this section, it's translated as love or unfailing love or loving deeds. There's another psalm in which we find this word. Um, uh, it's one that you might be a little more familiar with than Psalm 107. How about Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm? Say it with me, will you? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over, surely goodness and mercy, there's that word mercy, hesed, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. There's that hesed right there. In that case, mercy, some versions translated love. It's that hesed over and over again follow you all the days of your life. Mm. Wow. So mm. over and over and over and over again, we find this concept of hesed in the Old Testament, whether it's translated God's mercy, God's love, God's unfailing love, God's loving deeds, God's loving kindness. I mean, can you understand? Like there's not one word that captures it all. Mm. Wow. God has this deep, abiding love for us and God cares for us at a level that we can't even imagine and God gives us this love has it this love rather than what we deserve sinners as we are mm. that's God's great mercy that's God's hesed there's nothing we can do to earn it, and we certainly don't deserve it. <laughs> it is a gift, a gift for us to receive humbly in his name. And so God, speaking through the prophet Micah, calls the people then and calls us now to care for those around us in similar fashion. It's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy, especially right now. You know, 
We're living in some challenging times right now. Very challenging. Political turmoil. Social unrest. Religious division. A pandemic the likes of which none of us has ever seen before. Yeah. Any of these situations could bring out our not best selves (laughs) at times. (laughs) Add them all together, and we find ourselves a little short sometimes when it comes to patience, understanding, grace, mercy, peace, love. And yet, (laughs) and yet the Scripture tells us what the Lord requires. It doesn't say suggests, encourages, requires of us, and it doesn't give us an exception clause, does it? <laughs> doesn't say it requires it, except in cases where there's uh, political turmoil, social, un- you know, it doesn't give that out clause, does it? No, no, it doesn't give us the out clause. No, no. God requires this of us. <laughs> Required. And God calls us not just to show mercy, to show loving kindness, to show unfailing love, to show hasid, but Scripture says to love it. <laughs> wow, that kind of changes things. To I'll show it, it, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're going to love it. <laughs> to love it, to love mercy, love loving kindness. Now, we don't think that God means here what is, I don't think what God means here is to love it only when God shows it to you or to me, although we do. I'm pretty sure that God calls us to love showing it. We have to embrace it. To love sharing this hesed with one another. There's a difference between just showing it and love showing it. Wow. In other words, as God is merciful to you and to me, we are to be merciful to others, and we are to love it. Not just do it, but love it. Hmm. So, let's keep it real here, okay? I always like to keep things pretty real. How do we do that, especially when it's all we can do at times just to get through the day? How can we show this God-like hesed to others and love doing it when the others might not even be people we like, let alone love? How can we love others when sometimes they're pretty unlovable? Uh, Well, here we go. God does it with us all the time. I can't speak for you, but... I can be pretty unlovable at times. Carrie's working real hard to not shake her head. Yes, working very hard here. She can give her credit. And, And even at my most unlovable points, God is steadfast in his loving kindness for me. Steadfast in his mercy for me. In his steadfast hesed for me. And how does God do that? <laughs> well, as we read in 1 John chapter 4, it's a, near the end of the New Testament. 1 John chapter 4, in the middle of verse 16, we're told God 
is love. Say God is love. God is love. I can't hear you guys at home. Can you type it out? God is love. Capital G. God is love. God is love. That's who God is. That's God's nature. God can't help himself. That's, that's who God is. It's his very nature. God is love. Yeah. So our challenge is that even though God's nature is love, it's not necessarily our nature. <laughs> Times. <laughs> All too often, our nature is anything but loving, anything but merciful. So how can we love mercy? Well, we can do it with, and only with God's help, pure and simple, recognizing that we're in the same boat together. We all need God, and we thank God for God's loving mercy upon us. And so let's look at this scripture verse, First uh, John verse 16 again, a little bit more of it. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Wow. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Hmm. So if we're in God and God's in us, then... Hopefully God's love can shine through us. God can work through us. I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, we were living in Seaford, and um, it's before I was in ministry, um, Carrie was, um, we were still at the same church, and, and there was a guy in the church who, he was going through a kind of a rough time, and uh, Carrie encouraged me to give him a call and, and talk with him, and just kind of befriend him, and and so I did, and, and we set up and went out for breakfast, I think it was. And, and it's not like I didn't know the guy. Actually, we were both in the insurance business at the time. Uh, we had actually <clears throat> been to some uh, meetings, uh, some uh, industry meetings together out of town. I think in, in Dallas, uh, we had shared a hotel room. It's not like I didn't know him. Um, and my challenge was I found the guy pretty obnoxious. <laughs> that was my, my challenge. He... he did not have a humble bone in his body. He was very, uh, he thought that he was God's gift to creation, basically. And, uh, and so I kind of had to push myself to make the call to get together, but I did. And so we started actually meeting kind of on a weekly basis, and um, once a week. And at first I did it out of obligation, strictly out of obligation, but we kept meeting. And, and little by little, I came to start liking the guy. In fact, if I called him up and said, I think we moved it to lunch, I said, can you uh, lunch on two? He said, I can't make it. I was kind of disappointed. I, I was In lunch that you weren't no, going to lunch? No, I mean, lunch was fun, of course, but no, I'm, I was disappointed that we weren't going to be able to get together, uh, that, that I was going to miss that, that time with this fellow. And, you know, uh, looking back, he didn't change that really a whole lot. He was pretty much the same guy that he had been a couple months before, but I had changed. And it wasn't me who changed me. I'm not that good. <laughs> I ain't that good. <laughs> but God had changed me. God had changed me. The Lord changed me. He allowed me to overlook the challenges I had with this guy in order to see the good in him. 
because he had a lot of good in him. He did a lot of good things. He was a good guy. And God allowed me to start seeing this guy with, see, with God's eyes rather than my eyes. God allowed me to love this guy, to see him with, now that I realize it, it was Hesed. This Hesed we're talking about this morning. Um, wow. Not because God changed him, but because God changed me. You know, with God's help, all things are possible, aren't they? Yeah, all things are possible. Wow. So Alan's example is, um, is how we can show mercy, show loving kindness to others, even though we don't think we can. It's with God's help. It's by prayerfully trying to see others as God sees them. With the eyes of God rather than our own eyes, wouldn't this world be so much better if we did that? To see others with the eyes of God instead of our own blindness. We need to ask, what would Jesus do? But take it another step. What would Jesus have me do? And it would be always having the eyes of mercy, loving mercy, <clears throat> loving kindness, Hesed. You know, Jesus is the ultimate expression of God's loving kindness, <laughs> of God's steadfast and unfailing love, of God's mercy and grace, of God's Hesed. God sacrifices one only son that whoever believes in him won't die, but will have eternal life. And Jesus gave his very life so that we won't have to lose ours. <laughs> All we have to do is believe, to invite Jesus into our lives, to open ourselves to this relationship that Jesus offers. And it's not about a religion, it's about a relationship, isn't it? a relationship that Jesus offers to us. And when we do that, when we invite Jesus in, everybody here in the sanctuary, everybody out there in, in <coughs> Cyberland, when we invite Jesus in, when Jesus lives in us, truly lives in us, it is impossible for us to not only share God's mercy, God's chesed, but to love it. But to love it. To love God's mercy, to love God's chesed. As Jesus shares in John 15, he is the vine, we are the branches. You've, maybe some of you have heard that verse. It's a great verse. He is the vine, we are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. If we're severed from that vine, we can do nothing. We die off that vine. But attached to him, say it again, all things are possible. Say it with me, all things are possible. At home, all things are possible. Type it out, all things are possible. Three exclamation points. All things are possible. We'd like to close today, turning once again to this 1 John chapter 4. What a great chapter. If you've never read 1 John, we would encourage it, but especially chapter 4, it's chock full. <clears throat> this is verses 7 to 12. I'm just um, feeling very emotional right now. For good reason. Yeah. 
uh, 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent us, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for all our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. I pray that as Connection Community Church, those of you here and those of you who are joining us, that God's love may live in our hearts and may be made complete in us. With God, with Jesus in our lives, all things are possible, and that includes loving others, loving mercy, loving hesed. That's the good news of the scripture. That's the gospel. Let's believe it, and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for your hesed, your loving kindness. And who are we to not share that with others? Lord, help us be more loving kinder, patient, help goodness flow from us, and Lord, use us to connect people with Jesus in the new life he offers. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.